Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our exploration of the defense cross-examination of Gage Grosskreutz, led by Corey Shirafasi. On today's episode, we conclude our look at the Rittenhouse team's cross, focusing specifically on the moments before and after Rittenhouse shot Grosskreutz. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As we concluded our last episode of trial coverage, Gage Grosskreutz was resisting the efforts of Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney, Corey Shirafasi, to characterize Grosskreutz's actions immediately prior to the defendant shooting the witness. Shirafasi suggested that Grosskreutz, gun in hand, was participating in the chase of the defendant. Right? Correct. Okay. And you're digging into your waistband in the back, are you not? Yes. That's where your gun is located, is it not? That's correct. Okay. So he's 30 feet, at least 30 feet ahead of you. You look like at that point you're moving. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So with him 30 feet ahead of you running away from you, at that point you pull your firearm and begin to chase him, correct? No. You don't begin to chase him? Nope. No, I do not. You head in the direction that he's running. Yes? Correct. But you just happen to be running in that direction? It has nothing to do with Kyle Rittenhouse running in that direction? No, it does have to do with the defendant running in that direction, yes. Okay, so you are trying to chase him down? No. We begin today immediately after that exchange with Corey Shirafasi pivoting from asking about the witness's intentions to asking the witness what he was experiencing in the moments he was running gun in hand. You can hear people yelling at that point, get him, get his ass, Things like that, right? That is correct, yes. Did you hear, there's one that I've heard on this, and I don't know if you've heard it. Cranium that boy. Did you hear that? I've heard it after the fact. Uh, in that moment, uh, I, I do not recall hearing that, now. Okay. But you acknowledge you hear, get him and get his ass. Correct, I do. Okay. So, fair at that point, you believe these people are, those people are chasing him down. Yes, I do. And the, I'm going to use the word mob. You use whatever word you want. It's getting bigger as they're running, isn't it? More people are joining this. I think that's a fair thing to say. Shirafasi appears to shift his tactics slightly. And rather than inferring that Grosskreutz was participating in the Rittenhouse chase, the defense attorney instead posits that the defendant was in substantial danger and that Grosskreutz was actually running to help protect Rittenhouse from that danger. Well, tell me if this is true. You were concerned for Kyle Rittenhouse's safety. Yes, I was. 
you were concerned because you saw, and I'm going to refer to him as the only way we referred to him, Junk Kick Man. So you see this guy kick him in the face. True? I do not see Jump Kick Man kick him in the face. You see him attempt to kick him in the face? From my perspective, I didn't see any specific motion regarding kicking. Um, but it is fair to say that I, I did observe Jump Kick Man going over the defendant. Okay. And he's going, if you remember, he's going over the defendant with his foot in the air, correct? I don't recall that. Shiravasi shows the witness a photo of a man in white pants in the air over the defendant with one foot hovering over the defendant's head. You're seeing this, so you are having some concern, maybe as a medic or your, all your training, uh, that Kyle Rittenhouse is in physical danger. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Shiravasi then presents a photo taken just a few seconds later as the man in white pants has fallen to the ground and as Anthony Huber stands over Kyle Rittenhouse holding his skateboard by its wheels as the board itself is making contact with the defendant's head and neck area. After getting Grosskreutz to acknowledge that it is Mr. Huber pictured with the skateboard in the photo, Shiravasi asks the witness, And in fact, you had mentioned to the officers that you even recalled Mr. Huber holding onto the trucks of that skateboard when he was striking you, right? Correct. And that, to be fair, as a medic, that concerned you, did it not? I think any time that there is a risk of head trauma, that it's a risk. Yeah, no, fair enough. So you believe in this picture, one of the reasons you wanted to intervene was you believe that Mr. Rittenhouse was in danger of being seriously hurt, right? In part, yes. And you had mentioned to the police that evening that you tried telling Mr. Huber, you just said the guy, but you tried telling the guy to stop hitting him with the skateboard. Is that right? That is what I put in my statement, yes. Is that true? With the benefit of hindsight, I don't believe that to be true, no. Okay, so when you told that to the police that you told the guy with the skateboard to stop hitting him, that, that was, that's not correct. That's not true. That is correct. Shirafasi then pulls out the witness's original statement to the Kenosha police. Now, your original statement then to the police was... I tried telling the guy to stop hitting him with the skateboard. The guy on the ground then turned over, wrapped the weapon, and pointed his gun at me and shot me, right? That is correct, yes. Um, you, omitted the idea, you omitted the fact that you ran up on him and had a Glock pistol in your hand, right? You left that out. Correct. Would you think in a case where you are shot that providing the police information that you were actually possessing a firearm at the time would be relevant? I think that's fair, yes. Okay. But you didn't think it was relevant to tell them that day, correct? It's not that I didn't think it wasn't relevant. Um, after the defendant had shot me, I had just gotten out of surgery when the Kenosha police officers had arrived and just gone through one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. 
both emotionally and physically. I just got out of surgery. I had just been sedated. I was on pain meds. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. Sorry. Um, it wouldn't have been a purposeful uh, omission. You were asked at that same statement what you did for work and you refused to answer that, right? That is correct. So you made a conscious decision to not answer that. That is correct. You weren't so drugged that you couldn't answer that question, right? I refused because I was worried for my safety. My point is that you had a thoughtful process not to answer that, true? That is correct. You told this officer specifically what Mr. Rittenhouse was wearing, correct? That is correct. You had a thoughtful process, even though you just got out of surgery and were drugged and whatever else was going on, which I understand, you were still able to answer all those questions to the best of your ability and they were accurate, right? To the best of my ability, yes. Okay. So the fact that you failed to mention that you possessed a firearm when you were shot and that you dropped it, were those things that you forgot because of your medication? I would say not only the medication, but also uh, the traumatic experience that I'd just gone through. And you understand it's the only information that you appeared to have forgotten that puts you with a gun directly in front of him, right? That is correct. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sharafasi moves on to another interview that was conducted with the witness a few weeks after the shootings. You are also then interviewed again by law enforcement in September. Is that right? That is correct. You bring your lawyer. Correct. Mr. Binger's there? Not in person. Okay, but he's present in the... He is attending the meeting, yes. And you were asked on that day, which would be, now this is, that would be your second statement. You were asked about what had happened, right? Correct. And had you viewed some of the video between the shooting and the interview that you gave on, I think it was the 24th of September? I can't say for sure, but I would say it's a, very fair guess that I had at least seen something at that point or by that point. And in that interview, you don't answer any questions about the shooting, do you? No, I do not. This lead detective on a homicide case where you are also shot is trying to gather information to figure out exactly what went on and you refuse to answer questions about that, right? 
About specifically about the shooting? Yeah. That is correct. Was that your decision or your lawyer's? That was the advice that my counsel gave me. So your counsel wouldn't let you answer questions about your involvement. True? I wouldn't say that she wouldn't let me, but she advised against it. So your statements about what actually happened, first time that we're getting an insight as to what actually happened is today, right? I don't think that's accurate. Well, on the 24th, you refused to answer questions, right? The 24th of September. Correct. And the day after the incident, you acknowledge you left out the fact that you even had a gun, right? That is correct. Sharafasi next asks about Grosskreutz's refusal to turn over his phone to authorities. Mr. Binger asked you about this. You were asked for permission to look through your phone, right? I do recall that, yes. You never actually gave your phone to Detective Antaramian to look through, did you? My phone was picked up off the street the night of the 20th, the night of the 25th. So, no, I didn't give my phone to anybody. Somebody, and I'm assuming a police officer had picked it up. My question to you, that wasn't my question. My question to you was, Detective Antaramian asked you for permission to look through your phone, and you never gave him your phone. True? I never gave him permission to look through my phone, no. Are you aware that he had a search warrant for your phone? No, I was not. Sharafasi then plays the Brendan Gutenschwager footage of the shootings of Huber and Grosskreutz again and stops and starts the video as he asks the witness questions. Now, this person here that's just coming into the frame, that's you. That is correct, yes. And you are running, correct? Yes, I was. Okay. You're moving towards Mr. Rittenhouse, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. We just heard a shot, yes? Correct. Okay. And to be fair, that you put on the brakes, right? You were running, you then almost stop in your tracks. Fair enough? Correct. Okay. And I don't know if your arms are up at that point, but it looks like you're kind of protecting your head at that point. Is that fair? That is correct. Okay. How far do you think you are away from him at that point to the best of your ability? Three feet? Three to five. Okay. Now, at that point, you have your hands up, right? Yes, I do. So your hands are up, and at that point, he has not fired at you, correct? No, he has not. Okay. It's going to be quick. You'd agree at this point, you are dropping your hands, you are loading your front foot, and you are moving toward Mr. Rittenhouse at that point, true? Yes. At this point, you're holding a loaded chambered Glock 27 in your right hand. Yes? That is correct, yes. You are advancing on Mr. Rittenhouse, who is seated on his butt, right? That is correct. You're moving forward, and your right hand drops down with your gun. Your hands are no longer up, and now the gun is pointed in the direction of Mr. Rittenhouse. Agree? I'll give you a, a picture, maybe that'll help. The next exchange is perhaps the most pivotal moment of the trial to this point. Sharafasi shows the witness another photo. 
In the photo, we see Rittenhouse from behind as he sits pointing the gun at Grosskreutz at the very instant that the defendant's bullet has just obliterated the witness's bicep. The witness appears to be walking diagonally in front of the defendant whose gun is trained on the witness. Grosskreutz appears to have lifted his gun and it is pointed over Rittenhouse's left shoulder. You'd agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct? Yes. Okay. And once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. Sir, look, I don't want to... Does this look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes. Okay. And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him. Yes? Yes. Okay, so when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Based upon the video and the photo, which show Rittenhouse training his gun on Grosskreutz, and Grosskreutz's gun pointing not directly at Rittenhouse, but over his shoulder, it would have been plausible for Grosskreutz to say that he was not pointing the gun at Rittenhouse, but instead he was walking past Rittenhouse, not towards him, and that the combination of the bullet's impact and his own movement explain the position of the gun. However, that is not the witness's response. Instead, he acknowledges that he pointed his gun at the defendant. Having secured that admission, Sharafasi then brings into evidence a tweet made by the witness, shockingly, just a few days before he began his testimony in this trial. Grosskreutz's tweet is in response to a tweet that says, quote, slightly more visible here in the milliseconds after Rittenhouse fired one round, hitting Mr. Grosskreutz in the bicep of the arm that is holding the pistol, end quote. That tweet also shows a video frame that shows Grosskreutz's gun pointing away from Rittenhouse. In response, Grosskreutz tweeted, quote, make sure you look and listen for the defendant's firearm malfunction, end quote. And that tweet is punctuated with a wink emoji. Now you had mentioned that you believe that he was re-racking, I think you, I don't know what your book goes, but you had mentioned that you believed he was re-racking his gun or something, right? That is correct, yes. Now, this is your this is right this is your tweet from november 5th so during this trial you're tweeting out yes yes and you tweet out whoever these people are make sure you look and listen for the defendant's firearm malfunction and then you have a a winky emoji face is that right that is correct yes okay. so this is the fifth was yesterday? That would have been Friday. So Friday at 7.45, you, and what's the winky emoji for? I believe that was in response to uh, whoever the original, um, whoever the original poster is uh, on there. Uh, I don't know what the original post was, but it was, more than likely in response to uh, this person's opinion that they had posted. Now, you you had said that you were looking 
for a non-lethal way to end this interaction. That is that is correct. Yes. Yet you pulled your gun out and began. I'm going to use the word chase. You been you began chasing or running after a man who was running away from. You, correct. That is correct. Now you had said, and you were asked about the do no harm and the tattoo on your arm and things like that, right? Um, you have some regrets from that evening, don't you? No. Well, Jacob Marshall's your roommate, isn't he? No, he's not. He was your roommate, correct? He was, yes. And Jacob Marshall came to visit you in the hospital. Is that right? Yes, he did. And I know he's taken it down, but not before we saw it. He posted something on either Twitter or Facebook with you, right? Correct. You remember that? Remember what? The picture that you guys took in the hospital together? Yes, I do. Prosecutor Thomas Binger objects to the question on hearsay grounds, and Judge Bruce Schrader excuses the jury so that the parties can discuss the objection. Once the panelists have left, the parties come to an understanding that the defense can ask the witness whether he ever made a statement attributed to him by his former roommate in his Facebook post, and that they can show the witness the photo of Grosskreutz and his former roommate from the Facebook post, but they cannot show the Facebook post to the jury unless they call the former roommate as a witness. After a break, Sharafasi resumes his questioning of Grosskreutz. He first has Grosskreutz confirm that he signed a statement since disavowed, averring that he dropped his pistol prior to his encounter with the defendant. Sharafasi then concludes his cross-examination by asking questions that were the subject of the sidebar. I had asked you if you had any regrets about that evening and that you had said that you did not, correct? Correct. I had asked you if you know a person, uh, Jacob Marshall, correct? Yes. And Jacob Marshall may not be today, but he was your roommate. Yes. And you had said that he had visited you um, in the hospital. Yes. And I'm going to show you what is marked as Exhibit 70. I'm not interested in the stuff on the right right now. I'm just interested in the photograph. Okay? Is that a photograph of you and Mr. Marshall? Yes, it is. Okay. Does that appear to be taken uh, after you had suffered the injury to your arm? Yes. Okay. And that's at a hospital. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Now, let's say you didn't have any regrets. Did you tell Mr. Marshall uh, that your only regret was not killing the kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into him? No, I never said that. You didn't tell that to your roommate. Judge Aston answered. Uh, hold on. You, you didn't tell that to Mr. Marshall? No, I did not. And with that, Corey Sharafasi concludes his cross-examination of the witness, and we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next episode as we look at the last part of Gage Grosskreutz's testimony. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs>